I, that is something I've experienced at shows where people are just like, yeah, like if you see Jersey Boys or whatever, some like fifty year old asshole is like gonna sing along with the songs or whatever. Or what some mean? Tw- like, oh, some, awesome. uh, yeah, <laughs> some twenty eight year old asshole. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. In the, in the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're like, I love you, baby. Um. But like, also like, pick. my question is: Is was she only singing along to the two Belafonte songs, "Deo" and uh, "Jump in the Line," which are at the end of the first and second act, respectively, or does she know the cast album to Beetlejuice and like was singing uh, along with the original songs? That's uh, that's the concern for Andy. I mean, <laughs> I it's my I guess like like a two turned up white woman in the past is that she probably listened to the first couple of verses and then by the end she was like. Oh yeah, I know the song now. I got it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um, don't be that person ever at the theater, please. Do not uh, think that you should. Our your enjoyment is more important than the rest of the audience. Uh, and uh, show some respect for the performers who are right there and can see and hear you. Baseball, so, <laughs> a baseball throwaway. Yes, that's right. Famously, <laughs> a baseball throwaway. You could ruin the whole night for everyone. Yeah. You've been entrusted. Shotgunned. You've been entrusted. It's a sacred bond (laughs) that you enter into an important sacred contract that you're not going to do anything. That's one of the worst things Colin ever said. You address the face that Amelia made. (laughs) What's an elf bar? Stinky banana in a while. (laughs) But I think. That goes beyond stinky banana. That's like stinky something I can't say right now. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) I have, I don't know if this is a controversial take, but my take is like it's bad because she's like a hypocrite politician. But you know, sure, this is not like a reason she should be like removed from office or whatever. I don't. Yeah, think. sometimes like, you gotta get the handy in the theater. What can you really say? Sometimes sure, yeah. it just happens. As long as you're being discreet about it, it seems like they were wilding out, which just sort of makes it un- unexcusable. But you yeah. know, if you can do it discreetly. Who's it really hard, man? I mean, I think the thing is, like, it kind of does Im- slightly improve my opinion of her as a person. No, like, I think uh, you s- there's too much negative, I think, to be buoyed by this, in my opinion. Well, I no, I mean, obviously, like, I'm at, like, negative bad person do not want sure, it sure, to sure, exist yes. in my life or in power in any way. But, like, it yeah. inches it just slightly so much up, I think. Just, like, an imperceptible rise. That's odd thing. that you respect it. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't even... place. <laughs> I don't even, like, I don't know. She's doing just, all of your I least think favorite things. Really, all it is is just the fact that she went to the theater in the first place. And we can use yeah. all the audience members we can get You're these like, days. That's <laughs> so, like, she paid for a ticket. Like, you know, there's well, the money in the... She, I, I mean, did hopefully. Did she get it comped? Because if she probably certainly if she got if she was obnoxious in obtaining comps then like even lower like that's that's way worse but um but yeah that that's that's where i'm at on the situation i thought it would, uh, you don't it wish was, that it happened at your theater so you could be the guy get, that get to throw her out i the, it, i wouldn't be the guy that throw sure. her out uh in my current position you'd be a guy um, in the background who's like whoa <laughs> <laughs> i would certainly be making faces to the other box office associates yes. <laughs> yeah. and then, and then like I, 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 yeah. I guess i guess i could refuse to refund her if she like demanded a refund <laughs> I, 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 the, yeah you cross your arms no <laughs> that's right Just yeah sorry. pointing at a ticket all sales final <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you pull down your curtain 
and I imagine that you have at the box office. Just just thinking of some funny thing you could have come up with, like, well, looks like you got your money's worth anyway. (laughs) But you mess it up on the day. He's like, what? (laughs) Well, it looks like you got your boobs touched. uh, uh." (laughs) I mean, I mean. Lauren Groper? Uh, no. Uh. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Can I Kick It? Yeah. This is a podcast about film festivals. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> <laughs> like the rock bottom remainders. <laughs> Dibs on Dave Barry. <laughs> oh. Not rock bottom remainders. Who am I thinking of? What's the fucking improv? Like, the capital uh, Steps. Capital Steps. <laughs> <laughs> Not Dibs on Dave Barry. <laughs> Shark on Dave Barry. <laughs> who, who would have thought Jesse was the one who would have <laughs> <Yeah>. contained this energy? <laughs> We're back from Tiff, folks. <laughs> yeah, my name is Emilio Diaz. I'm joined by Andy Gramuga. Colin Ashley. Yeah, we're back from Tiff. We're here to wrap all the things up from our main fall film festivals. We're going to talk some Venice news and awards. We're going to talk some Tiff news and awards, some acquisitions, and just wrap some stuff up. Right. Uh, what are you going to say, Andy? Uh, yeah, it's just like, yeah, we, you know, we, we've, we've done some on the ground sort of reporting, but we haven't covered news in a while. Because, uh, you know, the, the, the Venice Awards happen while we're, <laughs> while we're in Toronto. <laughs> I, um, and so, uh, you know, I, I remember, do you remember where you were when you heard about the, the Venice winners uh, <laughs> this year? Where it was, was not. It, it was not as impactful. I mean, it didn't really as, make uh, a splash. I'll say no. Not in the uh, the Joker has won the Golden Lion uh, way. I mean, even I, last um, year it was like, whoa, all the beauty and the bloodshed. And now sure. it's like, okay, poor things won. That was like the right. one everyone like, cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel like the like since it was not that interesting a winner, people weren't that like talking about but, it on the ground floor in the way I have before with you know, when obviously when Joker won that was like the talk of the town and this time well, it was sure, just like not that yeah. I think yeah when Joker won it was like it had not yet played at TIFF I think but it was like going to like right. the next day or two was, yes um, yeah it, that might also contribute to it like Joker was going to play at TIFF all the bleeding and the bloodshed was going to play at TIFF play play I probably had already seen it by the time it won um, I believe, yeah, I believe so. So this one is like it's not playing tiff, so it wasn't even like that relevant to like discussions with people. Sure. But like even it like it getting introduced because like we, I guess we can get into other awards, but uh, the Silver Lion was won by the Ryusuke Hamaguchi movie. Yes, Evil yeah. does not exist, and the, I like I saw that movie after it won that, so it became part of like them introducing it or whatever like yes, i heard like same. it just yes. won an award at, at venice and we're excited sure. to have it here 
and Hamaguchi couldn't be here, but we're excited to have this award-winning film here. So even like that was more relevant than Poor Things winning. Right. Especially like regarding the like back and forthness of like when that movie was supposed to come out. Like that movie was supposed to be out already and now yeah. it's coming out in December. Right. Yeah. Right. And Due then- to either strikes or maybe they just felt more confident that they it could get an Oscar nom like if they pushed it back. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. I wonder if they're regretting it at this point just because like it feels like it got it's- like such a huge bop out of both. Uh, uh, Venice and Telluride. Um, sure. Well, it'll be uh, at NIF, right? It'll be at NIF, right? That's it'll like that New was York. the thing that o- that opened it opened up to when it moved was that they added it to to NIF. The um, world's most yeah. packed film festival, the New York Film Festival. Oh my God, where, where it's impossible. Yeah, we are, to none get of us the, are going. So I, we well, even if even if we were, we wouldn't have been able to see anything apparently based on all the yeah. reports I'm seeing about people trying. Well, to one of us may have just bought a ticket on a whim just to see if he could. But uh, Whoa. I guess we. I mean, that's Emilio saying that he did it uh, and deciphered <laughs> the code. <laughs> you you fully bought a ticket, like you just you went through the full. <laughs> you you put your credit card number in. Why? <laughs> what movie? I have a Janet Planet ticket. <laughs> okay, Keep are you gonna go? See what happens? Are you gonna go <laughs> back to New York for a no. day? To see we don't Janet need to talk Planet? about this. <laughs> No, like this, this is my, information? you know, this is like my hype beast brain where I'm like, maybe I could just move that ticket, you know, <laughs> yeah, <I'm gonna> resell <laughs> it. <laughs> um, yeah. If you see me and Craigslist in two weeks, so the, the don't holler. <laughs> yeah. Emilio just bought a ticket that he won't use. <laughs> he won't be able to resell. <laughs> <laughs> you could have lit some money on fire also. <laughs> I a thousand percent I'm gonna be able to move this. No worry. I'm excited to check in on this every go week. To a good home. <laughs> this, I'm liquid, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm in the green still. <laughs> um, but yeah, poor things will play New York Film Festival. The Hamaguchi also will. What are the other awards? I'm not looking at them right now. Yes. Uh, uh, best Best that? Director went to Matteo Garoni <coughs> for Il Capitano, which also won the, the Mastriani for uh, Sedu Sar. Um, they love Garoni over at, in, in, at Venice. Yeah, and it, Italian won something. Right. I mean, Right. I wonder. Yeah. You, you know. Um, and then uh, Actress went to Kaylee Spaney. Yep. For Priscilla, for Priscilla, which is yeah, cool. Be in New York. Yes, and that's that. That one is also interesting in that. I guess they they both like they could have given her the Matriani Award. Like she is certainly less established than other people who have won. Right. Who have like won that award? Yeah. You know, like Mila Mila Kunis in twenty ten oh, or whatever. News. I wonder if she's good. If they're gonna make her return her uh, Mastriani award, <laughs> given a recent. They, they're gonna give her a second one. Yeah, <laughs> 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 one for um, um, it, continue going through the awards. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Pablo Lorraine, El Conde won screenplay. Yes. Pablo Lorraine won screenplay, which is interesting because I don't really think of him as a screenplay man. But, sure. Uh, this is like a very high concept movie, right? So it's I like, guess, yeah. It is sort of like a Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay type thing where it's just like, it's doing a lot. We got to give them props. Yeah. 
And that movie's out now, right? On, yeah, the on movie's Netflix? on Netflix. Yeah, I have right not now? seen it still, like, but I should watch it. We could all watch it if we want to. Oh, El Condé's on Netflix. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I guess. That was September 15th. Yeah. It's Classic Netflix release a... where no one realizes that it's been released. Kind we'll of talk about those. We'll talk about those later. Yes. Yeah. Um, we and get then, uh, Peter Sarsgaard, one yes. best actor for the Michelle Franco movie. For memory, which played Tiff, um, I didn't. I I didn't see it, nor do I. Yeah, no I don't think it, I know but, uh, anyone who saw it there. It's uh, an interesting. I know thing Sims for him to win. Uh, I know some people saw it and thought it was like all right. I th- I think people like it more than people usually like Michelle Franco when people sure. actually watch them. But it was still not like I didn't hear anybody like, you know, stomping the ground for memory yeah. or whatever. But it's yeah, it's it's. He's just an actor who I guess has been around for so long, but he hasn't really had a full. Yeah, like what's it? What's his? What's his biggest role? Like, what do people know Peter Sarsgaard for? Green Lantern. That's a good question. Yeah. Green, not Green Lantern. Um, I don't know. You think of Peter Sarsgaard, you think of like, I haven't seen it, but he's an experimenter. I know that (laughs) he's in Black Mass as like the only good performance. Uh, oh, I didn't know he rose to only good performance status in that movie. Good for him. Come on, of course. I mean, I haven't seen that film. So. Uh, he's in Shattered Glass, which is like a classic old movie that no it's one like Shattered, talks about anymore. I feel like some people. I feel Garden like Shattered State. Shattered Glass always has some like. And then of course he's in the Lost Daughter, which he's good in. He's sure. good in the Lost Daughter. He's, uh, uh, he's in the Magnificent Seven remake. He's in Jackie. Uh, Pond Sacrifice, Blue Jasmine, Robot and Frank, Orphan, that Carrie Mulligan movie, and Education. He's in sure. Jarhead. That's maybe his most iconic role. Maybe he's just like Hawkins. a he's just like a classic like fifth guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. But he yeah, always, it's true. Yeah, you know, I don't good. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever been like yeah. Peter Sarsgaard, like, I know him most, I think, for being married to Maggie Gyllenhaal. Like, that's like... Yeah, that's I guess people like him in those orphan him. movies. I feel like... Well, the he, or- is he in the second one? Is is he in this... I, I feel like he's in the second one, but he might not be. No, oh, he's in the Batman. He's also the only good performance in the Batman. That's not true. Colin Farrell's good. Um, but he's one of the better performances. <laughs> that's the one the you Batman. think is good? All right. <laughs> I think a lot of um, I think that's a good movie, but he felt he is in it, but that's like just like a classic Peter Sarger. Right, movie. it's he's a classic like, like you don't remember he's in it. Good, I mean I know. think it's like where he's like, just like uh, a white guy who's like pretty good. That's like just everything. Experimenter is probably his biggest leading role. But right. that's also like a very small movie that not a lot of people have seen. So and, and this is, you know, it's he won Best Actor in Venice, two English language uh actors won. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, but yeah, and this is like a thing that we've also just been talking about, or I have at least in life of just people like are more aware of Venice as like uh, talking about like Rotten Tomatoes ratings or whatever of like poor things and like there's like excitement around that winning in a more uh, in a less like focused sense if that makes any sense like people who like are hyper aware of like the inner workings of film festivals or like even to the extent that they're just 
paying attention to them seem to be less excited than people who are like, whoa, this movie with like people I've heard in, uh, heard about in it, it seems to be big. Like they're, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that and like if the I, I I can't imagine that the Franco will pick up as much steam as something like Poor Things or Priscilla will, but it'll sure. be interesting to see if like. I mean, it is like it's just like it's like a award season or whatever. It's, it's they, right. It's an os- It's a follow up for Jessica Chastain to winning an Oscar. Like you know, it's like yeah. so. It seems you know pieces of a woman, Corey. That was a Venice yeah. movie, right? That was a Venice movie. Yeah, sure. Get the uh, get the low nom for what's her name? Kirby, Vanessa Kirby. Kirby, of course. Um, it is memory. Does someone have memory? Is that nope. No distribution no. for memory. No distribution. That's like I everything, think, though. I think we'll it's in it. some other territories. Movie has it, but it's like not in America. Sure, but it's also uh, just like if this is something that he like, as we don't really talk about awards, uh, like Oscars, like and like prognostication or whatever. But you think about like there, I, it just feels odd that he would make it this far with like a Michelle Franco movie. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's one of those things I'm maybe thinking too hard about it, but it's just like, maybe, I but I, I get that. That is once again, why is I, I think it's like pieces of a woman core. Cause that's also but, like, like, right. I guess. Right. Does it like, does he pick up a couple of critics prizes? Does yeah, he I, I, get like an indie spirit nomination? <laughs> like, I like there's like, I guess there's, there is theoretically a path there for like, more people to like see and talk about the the movie in that awards conversation that is not our forte um but it just sure. I, I, I don't know i don't know if i buy it yet <laughs> i think I, I, it won't be yeah. critics awards like it's probably yeah, not I, gonna make a splash beyond this no yeah i would like, i wouldn't expect it to uh but that is like what the path would be right i guess yeah, yeah this is just like why I, I find it kind of fascinating that he won't like <laughs> But yeah. maybe it's slim pickings. I don't know what else. Yeah, that's the problem. It it's like if you're, if they're uh, doing, you they, mean, they still maintain like their actress and actor split, right? They like, get, right. Who else are they going to give it to? Right, because like Ruffalo's out. I heard a lot of things about him. Uh, Old Adam Driver. They've given sure, awards Ferrari, already in the that, past. That's yeah. It could have been Ferrari, I guess. Yeah. The guy in evil. We'll maybe talk about it later. Oh, I think we've already talked about evil does not exist. The guy in evil does not exist is good, but it also yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, it could have been. I haven't talked about it at all yet, but um. Oh yeah, we'll talk yeah. about it later then. Well, that's, um, what else? What else? Um, <laughs> I I don't. I guess I don't know. Everything is just like we'll get. This will probably be like the through line of the episode, but everything is just so fucking weird right now. Nothing's fucking yes. coming out. Nobody uh, had a distributor. The strike. Green keep, border won a special jury prize. I think that was the last one we hadn't mentioned. Sure. Um, and then for anyone, we we did our uh, our Venice draft where we picked everyone, and we have our point spread now for that. So I'll just go through. In last place, Jesse has eight points. And third place, Emilio has twelve points. And second place, I have that. fifteen points. And Andy with a come from behind victory. That's right. He got the golden line and his first set of picks. And then he picked up Hamaguchi when we did our redraft with 18 points. Andy wins. That's right. I forget what we said the prize was. I don't think we said there was. $5,000? <laughs> I'll take it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> 
from Harmakuran or whatever. Wire that to me. Uh, uh, yeah. That's funny. I did not. Yeah. Crazy that was like that close. I mean, not that close, well, but I get. I guess it's like yeah. how the spread was that even where it was like Jesse got nine, then I got 12, then you got 15, then Andy got 18. Like it truly was just like a three. Yeah. Jesse had, yeah. uh, she'd picked the Franco, so she got, uh, Sars Guard, Emilio, you had picked Coppola and Lorraine. You had actress and screenplay. I had Garone, so I get the two for that. And then I also had Holland and the redraft. And then Andy, yeah, he had Lanthimos, which is the big one. And then he picked up the second one. He got one and two. That's very right. uh, fortuitous picks. And you yeah. sort of had the flop because you had Challengers, you had the Costner, you had the holdovers, like. Right, uh, salt yeah. burn a lot of stuff that didn't make the the high yeah the, the yeah, Durkin, the, yeah the heller like i mean right both both the movies i had that like were in competition won the top two prizes the only two yes, movies yes. i had that were in competition won the top yes. two prizes so that's how i won the only other movie i had that was even at venice was the bayona um which was <laughs> yeah. out of competition yeah you're, you um, you did sort of pick everything that didn't show up there except for the lanthimos at first <laughs> that's right um yeah, yeah. Emilio picked the SML. I forgot about that. Uh, if only Listen, it was an AFI draft. If, uh, yeah, <laughs> are, are we not expanded the AFI fest. I feel like we should. The AFI draft, the most milk toast picks. Hey, they're doing a Tyler Perry biopic or whatever as their their centerpiece Tanner film. Bolt? Shout out. Um, yeah, that's that's Venice. I mean. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I guess, right. It it was an interesting year at Venice, like, with the lack of stars. Although, like, there was the whole thing where, like, Bradley Cooper was, like, in Venice, but not at the film festival during that. And, like, there were a few things, like, you know, there were red carpets where there were actors who were in projects that had interim agreements and stuff. And they usually said something to support the, the striking uh, actors and writers. Um, but, like... Even like the the uh, the everyone hates uh, the 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 standing ovation uh, headlines felt like half hearted this year. I feel like they yeah, were like I mean, it was just it like really get it viral was not, moments, right? No it one was gets not spat on, right? There was no Brendan Fraser yeah. didn't cry. You know, we didn't really have anything like that. This yeah. Um. But it's so, like, did anything make a splash like that? It can. The only thing that I feel like was buzzy from there was like, oh, the idol sucks. <laughs> sure. It's the worst thing ever. I mean, sure. you know, I people mean, like killers of the flower moon. Yeah, you know. Flower moon, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's maybe the biggest. But it's just insane. Like everything. Like, what is, what's happening? Yeah, no, it's just like nothing's it's happening. Falling apart. If just the strikes are happening, which is like, you know, obviously support the strike. Sure. It's obviously, I don't really care that much. It's just it's funny as much as, as, yeah, it is just funny to be here and just be like, I guess nothing's really happening. I guess people aren't really popping. And we'll have uh, the final say when we do our awards next year. We will have our final say. Already, from stuff I, we saw at TIFF, there is some stuff where. I'm like, well, you think it's at TIFF? <laughs> I, I saw some good stuff at TIFF. I, yeah, there, I wouldn't be surprised if our winner was from something, like, something from TIFF. 
um, Toronto winners. Are we going to talk about that? Do we want to sure. do that first, or do you want to close out the balance of what you both saw? Um, I guess we'll close out the balance. Andy, yeah. did you have anything you didn't talk about last time? We can do that. Yeah, yeah anything so that you, you feel compelled. There's a few more things that I saw. Yeah, I saw um, one of which I'll, I'll hold because I know you you and I saw it together, Amelia. Um, uh, Evil does not exist. Uh, I did. I was really knocked back by. Uh, it was one of those things where I was like, I saw it in IMAX, although it was not the IMAX experience as they like to warn us and then everyone laughs. Um, the It was one of those things where like it really like you get on its rhythm pretty quickly and then it's like, a, um, and then like I was getting to the spot where I was like, Ooh, I kind of feel like I have to like maybe run to the restroom. Like, is this long or whatever? And like, and then I looked at, at my watch and I was like, oh, like this is ending like now. And I was like not prepared for it to be ending. And then the ending is pretty crazy. Um, so it like really like it, it really walloped me out of nowhere when I had been like really like vibing and enjoying it a lot. So it was really like it really, yeah, it 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 drew me in. I was totally on its wavelength and then like it really took me on a left turn in a way that like thrilled and excited me. And like, I was like, I, I, I don't know what to think about that now. I need to see that again immediately. Like it was like, it was one of the, the, the more exciting uh, viewing experiences, even though like a lot of the things I saw, I'm really glad I saw it Toronto. Cause it's really, they were fun things to see with the Toronto crowd. Uh, this was not one where I was like, Oh, the crowd really made this better. But like seeing it, like the the film itself, like was was strong, strong enough that I like that I was really just like sort of bowled over by it. Yeah, it's a movie um, with a very interesting energy. It's, yeah. it's interesting to say that you found the rhythm with it because I found that like it was like almost trying to shake me off its rhythm a lot of times because it like goes between back and forth between a couple of modes in ways that I always found like a little unexpected when it was gonna bring out, mm-hmm. but in a good way. I am sort of similar to Andy on it where I'm like. It's very like off-putting almost in a good way. Like it sort of like keeps you at bay, like sort of leaves you with questions in a way that I found more intriguing than frustrating. And I think it's really good. I think I'm excited for people to watch it. I'll give it another watch because it's like, yeah, I truly don't know if I like should have expected its ending or should have not. Yeah. Um, And then uh, my last day, I started my day at the holdovers, the Alexander Payne which I think is very, it's very fun and charming. I was not feeling great uh, for reasons that I don't quite understand uh, during that movie physically, which had nothing to do with the movie itself. So I missed a little bit in the middle, but I do like, it's, it, it is like people, it, it is like a warm blanket of a movie. It's just like, it's nice to like draw it over you. It's, it's, it's a very pleasant sit. Uh, I, you know, I would, it would, you would have, I would have a great time showing it to almost anyone. I think like, it's just like, it's really fun. It's really funny. Um, Giamatti uh, is, you know, he's. It's it's great to see him just sort of tear into a role like this uh, and mine it for all it's worth. You got a little <laughs> Carrie Preston action in there. Elizabeth Tassioni herself, uh, she's very charming. Uh, and then you know, Divine Joy Randolph is 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 really uh, exceptional and extraordinary in it. Um, how are how are the kids? Yeah, I liked the kids for the most part. It's like it, it they are very like I you know, I don't know if I totally buy them as like 
real kids or whatever. Like they feel very like, I mean, I guess it's like, it's like a prep school or whatever. So like, you know, it's, it's got a little bit of the, like, I don't know, not quite like, not like to say like catcher in the rye energy is like wrong, but like, it's sort of like approaching that space, I guess. Um, with, with with who these kids are and that and that sort of thing uh so so yeah i liked them it does it's like it is kind of funny how it writes out most of the kids pretty like it's like okay we're gonna have our fun with them for this amount of time and then they're gonna exit the picture so we can just focus in on the one who we actually care about or whatever um which you know i was liking some of the other kids and thought that was maybe a little bit of a shame but um yeah and then like the emotional payoff for the main kid is good yeah it's that's maybe one of the less successful elements of the movie for me but i still think it's pretty solid um and like yeah and and i mean it really is like giamatti um is great with 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 him like he like they they have a really fun dynamic together and like it hits a lot of very expected beats for this kind of movie, but like they're all like wonderful to see played out. I think. You think uh, the eye get a lot of work? The eyes, yeah, the eyes great. The eye, you know, it the the eyes put the eye plays. That's what I would say. Um, then I saw Rustin, the George C. Wolf, uh, <laughs> Coleman Domingo, uh. uh uh, biopic, uh, which had a a special introduction for the Toronto Film Festival from former President Barack Obama, uh, which they played before the s- second press screening that I was at, which I thought was kind of funny because it was like just a very general like, "Hey, I'm Obama." Like, thanks to <laughs> I'm not gonna do an impression, obviously, but like, what? Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks to Cameron Bailey for having us here, and I'm gonna name a bunch of people who worked on the movie, and thanks to all them or whatever. Like, and I'm and I'm proud to see which they hey, like. I'm Obama. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 guys. What's up? Yeah. Hey, guys. What's up, everybody? <laughs> um, uh, but but because they had to, the projectionist had to like change the projection ratio or whatever like i saw like the the screen the screen shrink down and then get back large again for the actual movie which was funny uh that they couldn't like match the 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 aspect ratio i don't remember for what movie it was it wasn't like that exact same thing but there was one movie where it was clearly like they weren't ready to like shift the curtain so the curtains kept moving during the movie or whatever it just keeps <laughs> like because eh, 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 eh. they just didn't know where the edges of the frame were supposed to be and that was funny yeah um the uh scotia escalators too long <laughs> wow you did the impression uh, what do you mean you here <laughs> um uh but yeah the movie itself like I guess I was maybe a little bit disappointed in it. I had pretty high hopes for it, but uh, I do think it's solid uh, and like delivers a lot of what you want out of, uh, you know, a, a Netflix biopic that has Oscar aspirations from my end, which is not like a, a necessarily a bad thing. Uh, although I know many disagree. Um, I do think like, yeah, the performances are very good. Like it's a lot of big names playing, uh, you know, playing big scenes. Um there's a great scene where Coleman Domingo and Bill Irwin 
are just like sharing a frame and like sort of like speaking intensely into each other's faces, which is like everything I want in a movie. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think I'm I'm curious how I'm very curious to see how all the Netflix of everything is gonna shake out this year. Um, it feels like that they don't have anything that's like a sure thing, uh, from what I can tell. Um, like Maestro Unbeliever has entered the chat. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I would love to believe in Maestro is what I would say. I would love to believe in Maestro. Um, but we'll see. Um, Speaking of doing the voice. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing I saw was of course, uh, Nyad, the, uh, Annette Bening, uh, Jodie Foster, uh, swimming movie which kind of blew my mind, which I was not expecting it to at all in the least. Colin has exited the podcast. He had to walk away because I said that Nyad was a, had a huge impact on me. Uh, it's really, it's kind of a crazy movie. It, like, is really, like, visually, like, bold and... Uh, <laughs> from across the room <laughs> it's like i you gotta see it cullen it's really it there's like a lot of like crazy color stuff and like she has like hallucinations that like you see while she's swimming at one the, before her first attempt she walks out strides out onto the beach she's carrying a bugle and she's like in her full swimming gear and a swim cap. And then she like sort of stands on the beach in like a in like a bugle player's pose and puts the bugle up to her lips and like blasts out some stuff on the bugle before she gets in the water. And I was losing my mind. I was like, what the heck is happening? Why is she playing the bugle right now as she attempts to swim from Cuba to Florida? Um it played great for a TIFF crowd, like everyone clapped or whatever. Like it Did was everybody it, clap. Yeah, I mean, for when she, like, you know, spoiler, she does it eventually. Uh, When she, like, finally accomplishes the big task, like, there was a huge applause break or whatever. (laughs) The Um, big task. (laughs) It's a big task. I couldn't do it. Could you? Could you swim from Cuba to Florida, Cullen? Maybe not as quick as she did. Task is a weird way to describe it. Yeah. Sure. I mean, well, the movie does, like... it's like a, it's a task like a, rabbit, and if you had to, then she was hired to do this. That's, that's right. <laughs> she was delivering a flash um, drive. <laughs> yeah, you got um, Reese Fons as her navigator, uh, given like a fun, like grizzled performance. Uh, Jodie Foster is really excellent as her like coach and friend and trainer. Uh, she she looks and sounds crazy a lot of the time, and Annette Benning does. She's it's like a weird. She's, like, really playing, like, a weirdo character. And I think the movie, like, does not shy away from that in a way that I found extremely invigorating. It was the she last really movie. plays a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta see Naya. She's so weird. <laughs> Naya thought I mean, it was okay to full, be weird. Full, I mean, full acknowledgement that this was, like, this was my last movie at a, at a film festival. I was, you know, I had, had been there for days, whatever, sleep-deprived. Yeah, I I probably won't like it as much when I revisit it. I think Netflix is the wrong home for it because it's not. It, you got to see it with a crowd. 
But like I, Nyad kind of blew my mind. Is what I would say. Once again, there's a movie out that we're gonna talk about later. How it's disappointing that people aren't gonna see it in a crowd. I don't know that the people. I mean, Hitman uh, obviously got acquired by Netflix, and I think twenty million dollars. Twenty million dollars, big acquisition. I think we generally share the sentiment that it is very disappointing because that is a very enjoyable film that will play well with crowds and could have been like a hit. Uh, because it was just both charming and sexy or whatever. I don't know the people are rolling out for Nyad, I gotta say. I don't know that Nyad is Once really packing Andy's, the people in. Andy's take? I'm the one-man Nyad hype machine. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, Andy's, Andy's really trying to get a pull quote I'll, on the yeah, I'll watch Nyad. I wasn't Colin, going to, the, but I'll watch it now. The group watch is gonna really go off, I, I think. That. <laughs> <laughs> not the Nyad group watch. <laughs> can't talk about that <laughs> um yeah i mean yeah watch everyone be like everyone's gonna be mad at me and they're like what are you talking about but i really do think like it like the, a lot of it was much weirder than i expected it to be <laughs> um Amelia, did you have or sorry India. yeah no that was the uh, the end of my list other than the thing that Amelia and i saw together i we want to transition into the other things Amelia saw before we get into the rest of the acquisitions right Yep. And yeah. Awards. So I think we should start. We should do the movie we saw yes. together. Yeah. Me and Andy saw Los Delincuentes, the delinquents, the Argentinian film. Um, Jesse talked did? about it before, I believe. Yes. Jesse, yes. I believe, wrote a review for it. Yep. For a review online that you can read. Uh, the movie is directed by Rodrigo Moreno. Um, it is sort of a heist movie. Yeah. It's more, more a movie about like sh- sh- uh, schmucks to, <laughs> discovering that they're schmucks. Uh, I think it's like sort of the overall take of that movie. And I thought it was really good. I thought it was excellent. I sort of have to admit that like Jesse, I've kind of have like a big weakness for these like kind of comedy Argentinian movies. It's sort of like uh, elliptical, uh, satirical. I can't keep going down this road because it will bring me into lyrical miracle territory. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, All men movies. Are yeah, but uh, I don't know. I found it very funny, charming. It like it's long. Yeah, it's not. It's not like fast paced, but I also don't think it's like a slow movie necessarily. I think most of its time spent is like fairly like enjoyable to watch on like just like normal terms it's just like people running around like either the city or the italian countryside and just like making conversation or just like having this low level stress which really appeals to me um it sort of ends up being about this weird you know the relationship between whether you're a city person or a or a like rural person and how that like sort of defines you, but also how you can still be just like a schmuck either way. And it, it, it doesn't really speak to that much. I think there's some good performances in it by um, Esteban Biligardi, who plays uh, Roman, who's kind of the main character. Like it sort of has like a bifurcated main character, but he's the right. one who, since he is out of jail for most of the movie, he is the sure. one who gets more of the time. And sort of an unwitting uh, main character, which is kind of... Yes, he, it is just like 
the the main the other main character of the movie robs the bank they both work at gives them a bu- pile of money and he's like i need you to right you're this. in on this now like yeah. <laughs> hold on to the money like <laughs> and he's like i'd rather not and he's like if you don't if, like if you're not in this with me i'm gonna tell everybody you were in it with me and you're gonna go to jail with me and he's like i guess i'm in it and they're just like yeah we're gonna keep this money and once we you get out of jail in a couple of years, we'll all be good. And then they discover that their lives can just be mundane hells till then. And they're really not going to get anything out of that. But I'm curious what Andy thought about it. We did talk about this a little in person. Yeah, a little bit. This was, I mean, this wins the award for movie I most struggled to stay awake through because it was the latest playing movie I saw. It was, you know, it was an 8 to 11 p.m. screening uh, at the end of a... Was that my most movies in a day? I think it was. Yeah, it was my four movie day. Um, so I I probably didn't fully give the movie the attention it deserved, especially like the middle hour. I was a little in and out of um, uh, throughout. But I did like I liked what I saw. And like once I, I perked myself back up, uh, I was I was I was pretty much in it. It is, you know, I was maybe not quite as into like. There's like a love triangle uh, sort of situation that I was struggling a little bit to like invest in, I think. But um, but like the overall premise and stuff I thought was fun. And I do like the uh, the idea of, of, of a like sort of a guy who doesn't want to be the protagonist of a story like this being forced to be the protagonist of a story like this. Um, so that was that was that was the thing that I really uh, liked. Uh, and I do like, yeah, the. And then just like yeah, the 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 it it does capture the environments very well. Like they're where they like meet up to like have dinner together. Where the one guy like springs on the other guy that like this plan has happened was like a is like they were like standing at weird tables at some sort of fast food restaurant or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I got the money under the table here. It was and it's just like the environments and the city and stuff. Uh, you know, it was it was it was a thing where we both sort of talked about like. We weren't sure if it was a period piece at first because they're all wearing like seventies style like suits and, and all that. But then like yeah, they go it... outside and there's people in masks and there's like it's it does. And I was just like, so is this like a weird period piece where it's like they just didn't have the budget to like dress like set dress for the period when they're outside or whatever, or is it like set contemporarily and they're just sort of like dressed a little um, out of fashion or whatever. Uh, it doesn't really matter, but like it was, it, it, it's like sort of, it is an interesting sort of like mesh of, of style and, 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 and time, I think. Yeah. Before the movie started playing, like they brought out one of the producers and he was like, oh yeah, we began shooting this, we began shooting this movie right. in 2018 and then we finished it last year. So like there was a lot of time between shooting. They didn't know if they were going to finish it um just like they shot like pre-pandemic during pandemic and then post-pandemic so it's sort of like an interesting combination of things uh which i think you can tell to a little bit of an extent but it's sort of like i don't know it feels right and also as andy said i think the director is very good at like using the environment just like having these people exist in this urban environment and you never feel like it's a movie like you feel like everybody's just like existing in these places naturally in a way that's sort of compelling um there's a lot of like you know 
zooms on building sort of like slow pans far away shots that i am a sucker for i love zoom as i've said in the past yeah so it like really works and And i I just i just was i was just really taken by this movie yeah i loved especially everything in the bank the bank sort of becomes a less important setting as the movie goes on but you still do check in with the bank from time to time and like the consequences of there having been like an employee robbery like are very funny i think and like very, yeah like it's like a real they, like, yeah they just like bring in a like investigator like an insurance investigator like an insurance yeah. investigator and also like a person who works for like the central bank and they're just like so we think you were all kind of involved or even if you weren't kind of involved then you were you were all incompetent to let this happen but we can't really fire you because we have no proof so we're just gonna just make your lives hell and just right like, and they're like guess what it, like, work, it sucks to work stuff. here now like yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna make it suck to work here until you all like decide to quit or whatever which is just like a very fun mundane punishment for what the things they they have done and just like that just that concept of just like oh you think you have a thing in the bag you just have to wait through some time but there are people who exist who are going to make that time you're waiting very tough yeah uh so i like that a lot um what else did i watch towards the back half oh i saw american fiction right people's choice choice winner the people's choice winner do we talk about the people's choice win now I guess we I do. Guess wrap it all together. You saw American Fiction and talked about it on the first bonus. Andy. Yeah, that was like the second movie I saw at the festival, I think. Uh, I Did you know then Jesse. that it would win People's Choice? I certainly was Where not you see ruling it, at a P&I it out. Or was it I, a, saw, uh, I saw it at a PNI. Yeah, I saw it. At how, the, how do they it, take it? It was the first PNI. It was very warmly received. Like, I think we talked about it a little bit. There's like one line that like everyone like lost their shit for. Uh, that's like a, it's, you know, it's like an indictment of Hollywood or whatever that like the industry crowd ate ate with uh, ate up with a spoon, which I think Jesse found a little bit troubling. Uh, but I uh, was like, hey, this is fun. Um, uh, it, yes, so I I do think I it, I definitely felt it was warmly received. I definitely heard a lot of good buzz about it over the thing. That was like for a while. That was my go to like you know service worker asked me like how the festival been or like guy in the elevator asked me how the festival's been what have i seen or whatever like it was an easy thing for me to like recommend to someone i think it's like it's got a lot of stuff that you can throw out at people about all the things it's doing and like you know it it i yeah it it plays very well to like the tiff audience like they've really selected the festival very well for it i think um yeah where i saw a public uh crowd and they laughed at it harder than i had ever seen people laugh at a movie ever in my life the people really liked it in that thing and it, it was truly like a like it wasn't an industry crowd like they didn't have industry badges but it's like you know it's toronto people going right. to like it's a big who, fancy right. premiere so it's like people who like are enough aware of the industry right well and that was and that was an added screening right it was a screening they added so it was like a buzzy movie that like they added a screening to so you know it's yeah and uh the i i I laughed at it i had a decent time with it i think it's like a pretty all right movie i don't love it i certainly was having less of a good time than most people there but i also wouldn't be like this isn't there's no valid like it, it is like fairly funny jeffrey wright gives a good performance John Ortiz, the low key, the real MVP of TIFF. He's so funny. Uh, John Ortiz, he's in Pool Man. Uh, of course. <laughs> he was good in Pool Man. Uh, 
him i think that's what my thought on, on american fiction when it's like right in ortiz cooking i think that's really funny and i think they're good and i think they like capture an interesting dynamic and i think ortiz gives the movie sort of like then enough of a bite or like enough of a bite to latch on to of just like a specific thing it's like commenting on and parodying on and a person who has like sort of more of an outside perspective on like this battle between like the authenticity of authors and what like the media wants black people to portray to be portrayed as like he has sort of like a middle ground stance on it due to his position as like his agent and i think it's just like really interesting and i'm really impressed and enjoy that performance the rest of the parts of it like some of the family stuff i don't know if i it fully mm-hmm. works like part of the story that like uh Thelonious, uh what's his actual last name because i know it, they call him monk but his everett is it everett it might be a, I, yeah i had ellison in my head but i think that Ell- it might be ellison everett i think is the author of the book um yeah he has oh, a, it sort of ellison. a it is ellison yeah so he has like a strange relationship with some members of his family like his their dad who passed away some years ago like he was his favorite so like the rest of his siblings resent him and and like he he and his mother like each other but the other kids also have complicated relationships with their mother he's sort of forced to take more of an active role in like taking care of their family but they there's some pushback especially when like the, the like financial hardships that arise with that is sort of what leads him to write the book that is sort of the center of the story yeah and i think a lot it's like decent performances i think everybody's sort of playing it earnestly and i think it's like a fairly believable relationship dynamic between his family i just don't know that it's that interesting in contrast with like what the rest of the movie is about which which is like third of the book and that's the thing like that is the thing that really made it sing for me i think was like the how it was both like this like you know the, the literary slash hollywood satire and also a very grounded family dramedy and also like a little bit of a rom-com like all that stuff sort of mixed together and like the way that they all like the 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 level of seriousness and care given to all of them even though they're all sort of playing at different tones was the thing that really impressed me and that sort of has led the movie to grow on me even since i saw it but i can certainly see how one if like if one of them doesn't work for you then like then yeah then you're a little less less into the thing as a whole yeah so i don't know it'll play fine i think it's gonna do well i think it will get a lot of oscar nominations because i because fe- i feel like just listening to how it played with that crowd I'm, I'm like the this will do great at oscar parties and oscar voters and it's just like i i don't know I, it's uh, I mean, I guess Oscar stuff is just hard to pronounce right now because who the fuck knows what's going to happen with these strikes. But I feel like it's going to do fine. Uh, it makes sense as a People's Choice winner. It's better than some previous People's Choice winner. I can say that. Like, it's, is it better than like Jojo Rabbit? Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's better than that. Is it better than Green Book? I'm not seeing Green Book, but I'm going to say confidently that I think it's better than Green yes, Book. It is better. Is than it better than Nomadland? It's a little better than Nomadland. I guess they might just, Nomad. It's a little better than Nomad Land. Um, 
I kind of. It's not. not it's not as good as all the beauty and the bloodshed. I guess I'll say that all the beauty and the bloodshed to me are the more worthwhile rigorous film. Wait, did that win? No, that win Golden no. Lion. What win People's Choice last year? What the fuck won uh, last year? It was something. It was the Fablemans. <laughs> the yes. Fableman. It's not as That's good. That's why everyone thought the Miyazaki was gonna win because it was the big, their big the, right, sort of yeah. get. Yeah. Um, right. It's better than Belfast too. I would say the other recent People's Choice winner. Is Belfast? Jesus. What up? I mean, that was like the first back from COVID tip. <laughs> That like none of us went to. And they kind of spilled on that one. Did they? We'll get into haunting events chat later. We don't you don't need Whoa. to bring it here. <laughs> I'm not oh, seeing yeah. it until next week. So no spoilers. Have you seen it, Amelia? No, I've not seen it. I oh, just thought well, no, 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 no. I've made plans to see it with mo- both my parents, which will be lovely, I think. Whoa. They might get a little scared, Andy. There's some dumps in it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll be okay. Tina Fey will be there. Oh, um, she's so good. <laughs> see, we did get into it. <laughs> what do you think is the hottest tiff card you've ever seen because i feel like the famous gloria That's bell one there. that we were at yeah is where like everyone was clapping along with the song at the end i was yes. like is this what all of them are gonna be like this is crazy god and then what a screen is yeah if you could have seen that gloria bell screening that was all moms and me, Andy and Amelia, not sitting together, mind you. We were all no, like we were all out over the. Amelia theater. and I were next to each other. Oh sure, we were I was close Colin, to each other. I think Colin was like a row behind me, like a couple seats to the left, if I remember yeah. correct. Back to the left, classic. Back in the, the Elgin, R.I.P. Whoa, so true. I mean, it still exists at the theater. Sure, I assume uh, productions still go on in the Elgin. Um, I yeah, saw, this American uh, fiction crowd was like. Truly, the most lit I've ever seen a crowd. People I saw Triangle were, of Sadness at the Princess of Wales last year. Yeah, and that was like people like applause breaks, screaming, laughing. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think I'll say this year is that I went to a lot of PNI screenings. I assume was sort of similar for Andy, where it's yeah. like obviously that thing is going to be a little less muted. Right. I mean, the pool man sure. screening was crazy, but for, in the opposite direction, obviously, where people yeah, started heckling. Um. Nice. But uh, I did hear like people who went to the Hitman premiere that the that it was like a rapture. It's there for right. Him. Yeah, I could imagine. Which and I, the even, PMI like, was the very P- warm in there, but like it yeah. was not like crazy. Yeah. And I remember seeing a tweet from the premiere of people being like, "Oh, there was a scene they gave an, an applause break to." And me, I was watching Hitman. I was like, "What did, could this possibly be?" And then when I got to that, scene, I, I felt was like, the oh, impulse I, when we saw Hitman. I was like, "Should I start applauding right now or whatever?" And then because I was like, "Oh yeah, this is a good scene. I know exactly what scene they were talking about." Yeah. Um. um yeah. yeah what I, if we just keep talking about Hitman? Hitman, what a movie! It's so wait till so... the rest of us see it, Jaja. Yeah, I mean everybody will get to see it. It's on Netflix. Yeah, mm-hmm. a public yeah. good, a public service. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, sort of talking about the festival. Were there more individual movies you wanted to talk about, Amelia, that you saw? Um, we saw Boss Devoses here. I slept through a lot of it, and the sure, director I came have out. Seen, I have seen that also, but also not in a while. So, um, I thought it was good what I saw. Then the director came out at the end. It was just like, yeah, this is a great movie to take a nap to, and I was just like, two thumbs up. You did your job. Oh, got out of there. I saw this movie called An Endless Sunday, which is this Italian movie that was sort of uh, giving Bobo euphoria. It was not that good. Uh, it, it had some incredible looking shots in it. I'll give it that. Like, 
it feels like a movie that was like adapted from a like a still photographer's work because i was like oh yeah if you just like pause it here there's a great shot but overall i thought the movie was just like oh these teens in italy they're they're gonna get up to some crazy stuff are they gonna make it and it's just like shut the fuck up yeah you know they're not what are you talking about italians Yeah, the Italians gotta give them an L this year. Everybody at t- on the tip floor was like, "Oh, the Lucky Mare was so good. That movie stinks. Shut up." Uh, stinks. You got into full stinks on that one. Interesting. I may be exaggerating a little bit. I may be uh, uh, um, pushing my perspective a little too hard uh, just to respond to people. But uh, fuck the Italians. Um, what else did I watch? Oh, I saw Inside the Yellow Cocoon Shell. That movie's really good. That movie just is like a classic sort of begone um a Pichut Pong type movie where you're watching it and you're like, is this anything? And then something will happen and you're like, oh, this is like magic. This is like crazy that somebody put this in the movie. This is like so insane. Um, I don't think it's as good as those directors, but for like for a first time feature, I thought it was like certainly worth my time. It was truly like I sat there just like I went to it on a whim. I like rushed it and I sat there the three hours and it was like, this is compelling. I felt at no point I feel like I need to go to sleep. I like the. Um, let me see anything else, anything else, anything else. Oh, I saw fingernails. Did we ever talk about fingernails? No, I don't think so. From the director heard, of Apples? I've heard. Uh, yeah, from the director of Apples. Very, I, I'm not, I, very polarizing. Do people, do people like Apples? I have no. I, I, I have I, never heard of I that. I don't know a damn before. thing about Apples. I just know people say fingernails from the director of Apples. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> Golden Chick is now serving Star, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you know mean. What you mean. Really. Well, <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> I guess you do. <laughs> um, yeah, so Fingernails by Postus Nikus, director of Apples, which is like a movie that I guess played like Berlin a couple of years ago and people like yeah, liked or whatever. Movie. Sure. Um, produced by Kate Blanchett, I feel like. Um, this is like, it's like a romance between. So it's like a love triangle movie in like set in like a you know sort of sci-fi future but it's like 90 percent just like how we live now but the main like sci-fi concept behind it is like in the future you can take this test where you like rip off one of your fingernails or like uh, they go to a like uh you go to like a facility and they rip off one of your fingernails uh, of you and your partner and then they put it in a machine and the machine will definitively tell you whether you are in love with this person or not and the way it breaks down is so like zero percent if neither of you are in love with each other, fifty percent if one person is in love with the other but the other isn't, and then a hundred percent if you are both in love with each other. Uh and and it doesn't tell you who. No, it doesn't tell you 50%? who. No, it does not tell you who is in love with the other. It, it only tells you that this is it is not a mutual thing, and it, there there are no variances in the degree. That is only zero, fifty percent, and a hundred. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jesse Buckley, she plays this like school teacher, and she's in a relationship with Jeremy Allen White, who like does like finance or something. It's they're never really clear on his job. But basically, she gets like she, she like her school closes down or whatever. She so she goes to get a new job and she interviews for all these schools but eventually she interviews for this thing called the love institute which is like because of this test in the future there become these institutes where people like go there with their partner to have like 
basically take like SAT prep before this test where it's like they basically go through these gauntlets of just like we're gonna make sure like by the time you take the test you two are like as in love with each other as you possibly can and they have all these instructors and so she takes that job without telling Jeremy Allen White uh her and Jer- they mentioned at one point that her and Jeremy Allen White have already taken the test in the past and it came out positive which is why they're still together other people in the world seem to like have different like varying degrees of whether they believe in the test or not or like i don't need a machine to tell me if i'm in love with another person or whatever but they took the test in the past and it's positive so she takes this job she doesn't tell jeremy allen white and her first day as like an instructor here or whatever she is assigned she's like as a trainee assigned to work with riz ahmed who's like a pro here at the at the love institute and they basically form a working relationship and then there's like a well they won't they like are they in love with each other actually like could can a person be in love with two people like what are the realities of this situation how are these two people feeling about each other where does jeremy allen white come into this like how how is this like technology change the people view relationships in the future and i thought it was mid it was like all right like it being like a high concept premise based on like love or whatever sort of begs the comparison and also him being a great director begs the comparison to the lobster obviously except that the lobster is like satirical and funny and like trying to operate on a different level and this movie is like fairly earnest which is like on some level i commend but also i just don't think it's that interesting and i also i think the biggest problem well i'll say one good thing about it i think when they're at the love institute doing things and they're like working with couples and like trying to do these like exercises like blindfolding people to see if you remember their smell or like going underwater and trying to see if you can maintain eye contact underwater i think that stuff is kind of interesting because it just like gives these like random bit player actors like things to play and it's sort of an interesting just like portrayal of just like the different things that you think of of thinking of like when you're in love with one other person but in terms for like the actual like love triangle at its middle or like whether you sort of buy the Jesse Buckley Ridhamed relationship is it's sort of just like not really there. I just don't think they have enough chemistry to carry the movies or it's so it's sort of just like a lead balloon the whole time where you're just like the, theoretically there's a world where this is an interesting premise, but you sort of need to get actors playing this more interestingly than this is it's sort of like beg it's sort of begging for poignancy and not really ever getting to it that much. Um it looks all right. And it's weird because I really like Jesse Buckley as an actress. I like we have a big soft spot for her. I think yeah. she's really good, but I just don't think, I just don't think it's just like that interesting a performance. And same with Riz Ahmed. Uh, but you know, the, the most interesting letters. performance, the most interesting performance in it is that their boss at the Love Institute is played by Luke Wilson, and I was like, wow, Luke Wilson, where have you been? Hey now, that's funny. And I think is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, what did they what other awards they gave out a change maker award, but that was Sean Mendes, so Sure, yeah. The Sean Mendes list <laughs> change maker award uh went to Or announcing it here first. Uh we grown now. 
<laughs> we grown now? We grown now. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> special presentations? Minal Baig. Uh, well, I, yeah, I, 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 so the other, the, the runners up for people's choice, right, were, um, uh, the holdovers and the me and, uh, boy in the hair and the Miyazaki. So it's like pretty expected group there, right? I guess like there was maybe Hitman could have snuck in or something like that. As far as like crowd pleasers that would do Too well, good, probably with people's choice. Uh-huh. Hitman also, but I don't understand. It just like didn't screen that much, and even though right. they say that that it's like their thing, where it's like we only do it based on the percentage of the screenings there were. I I do feel like if you're not getting like extra screenings, you like don't really have, you can't really juice up the support that it takes to get a people's choice win. Um, Dear Jassy, one platform. Uh, pretty good movie. I talked about I think on last episode. Yeah. Uh, I, the only platform movie I think I saw was the worst movie I saw at the festival. Uh, dream scenario. Dream yeah. scenario. Yes. Um, Dick's a musical. One people's choice. Uh, yes, for Midnight Madness. Yes, for people for Midnight Madness. Uh, people. Uh, third place went I to the Drift Wolfhard Rock. movie. Um. Uh, and then documentary. The documentary went to that the 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 Mister Dress Up, which I didn't hear anyone talk about, but he, apparently that's like the Canadian Mister Rogers. So like. I understand uh-huh. why that would do well. Uh, I didn't see any of the doc. I saw a few docs, but I didn't see any of the doc winners. Uh, Summer Camp was the runner-up, and then Mountain Queen, the summits of Lakba Sherpa, was the second runner-up. Um, yeah, I, w- I really had a doc light year that I only saw the wise men. Sure. Um, yeah, uh, but, you know, uh, just as, like, an overall view of like how my TIFF 2023 experience was. I had like, I don't know if I just like have gotten soft or whatever, but I was like, I basically enjoyed everything. Like I think dream scenario was the only thing where I would like had an overall negative impression of, of it coming out of it. Like there, I, I, I was just having a pleasant time seeing all these movies. I do like love seeing these movies with these, with these crowds. Um, yeah, I mean, I just like it was. It was just like it was a very pleasant tiff for me. Like I, I, I didn't see. I don't think it, it. It it took a while for there to be anything where I was like that really knocked me over or surprised me or like sort of like 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 is like a top ten contender for the year for me. Like it was a lot of stuff where I was like, this is very strong and solid, but like I wasn't like oh best of the year for sure or whatever. Um, maybe some of it'll sneak up to it as I as I marinate on it, but um. But, uh, but yeah, it was just like, it was just like a lot of very solid stuff was, was sort of my takeaway from the overall experience. Yeah. Um, both of your fourth tiffs, how'd it feel? I mean, it's my fourth tiff, but it's like my ninth film festival at this point or something like that. I just have so many places. Mr. Ben the fifth, I guess, twice. Both, or no, you didn't, neither of you did anything for that 2020 years. We... You yeah, we don't live in Canada. The online, yeah. Well, yeah, but they did the online thing. I thought, but well, I uh, yeah, I watched Wolf Walkers through TIFF. Uh, that that right. the online year, because that was the only thing available in America. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Wolf Canada. Walkers. Remember Wolf Walkers? Um, I weirdly, I got this, weirdly enough. I started the TIFF. I even pre TIFF, I was talking a lot of shit. Then midway through TIFF, I was still talking a lot of shit of just like nothing here is good. At the end of TIFF, at the end of TIFF, you know, it was pretty good. You know, it was all right. It was interesting. I'm sort of glad 
had a tiff where there were just like not that many big things in it so so i just like took a bunch of random shots on just movies i walked into i think that sort of mindset is what sort of flipped my tip for me just being like you know what i got a press pass i can rush stuff for free i'm just gonna walk into this see if this is like anything yeah and that sort of mentality sort of just helped me just be like you know what a lot of different places a lot of different people doing interesting stuff out there and maybe don't didn't love as many things as i would like to when i go to a film festival and i'd like to love stuff but maybe i'm just a tough critic and maybe that's just like a fine thing to be also maybe it's just like all right to be kind of a hater right that's just like a natural impulse yeah. for a critic we're the, and uh, you know the things i saw i really like like i love the delinquents i love the hitman i really like uh the hamaguchi i really really surprised myself by loving the wiseman doc so i was just like yeah i had a good time uh, inside the yellow cocoon show was also a thing where i walked into randomly and was like i've heard good things about this who knows if i was ever gonna watch it but i'll figure i'll try just walk in see what's happening and had a really good time with it. So, you know, sometimes it's nice to just, uh, I guess that's the sort of, it's weird because I think that's the sort of attitude I usually preach on this podcast about having about film festivals. It's just like, you should just walk in, try to discover stuff, see what's happening. But I never actually do when I go to the film festivals because I'm like everybody, I'm just like, I want to watch the big stuff. I want to watch these yeah. cool movies that I think are going to be good. But then when you actually do like open yourself up to walk in and discover stuff, you'll I think you'll have a better time and you'll appreciate what a film the valuable film festival is, I guess. Yeah. Maybe that's too much to throw on this one experience. Especially if you can get a press pass. Oh yeah, if you can get a press pass, that's elite. (laughs) And then stay like long enough that most of the other press pass people leave. So it's like you don't even have to worry about like getting to the press screening early or whatever. You can go show up to Greatest Beer whatever whenever you want. <laughs> for sure. For sure. You can just rush movies. You can just be like, that movie starts in 10 minutes. I'll just stand in the rush line. Maybe I'll get in. Maybe I'll get, uh, maybe I won't. I'll just give them my badge, see if I can get in or not. Yeah. So obviously, there's some, there's obviously some press privilege. Some privilege here. that we got. Yeah. Yeah. But it is sort of nice to just like be like, you know what? Let's see if any of this well, stuff's and, good. You know, it, it, that does sort of like that. That is a model some film festivals use, right? Is that just like everyone gets a badge, or like that's how Telluride works, or whatever? Like, I mean, they were advertising this thing at TIFF where they were like, oh, 26 and under, right? You can get a full festival rush pass for $20 or like $25. And I was like, that sounds great. You, you yeah. just like pay $25, rush whatever the fuck you feel like when, it, when you have time. If you're just like a student walking around, that sounds yeah. perfect. Just like yeah. do that. Right. And, you know, it is interesting to think about, too, just in the larger sort of, like, the the challenges TIFF had this year in terms of, like, the ticketing and stuff where they were pivoting away from packages and, like, and, you know, we're seeing New York people have trouble getting tickets to things. And, like, it is interesting. Like, I feel like there is more awareness and knowledge of film festivals and their accessibility among, like, film fans than ever, right? And so I think that has led to challenges um in terms of like ensuring access for people uh and yeah i i do i i do wonder sort of like what what the how the the models of like ticket access and ticket selling and all that sort of stuff this is the the box office supervisor in me coming out and being like interested or whatever but like i'm i'm interested to see how that stuff continues to evolve which like obviously doesn't really affect us when we are able to be accredited as press or, or whatever and we're when we're when we're lucky to have that 
but it is not yeah, effective it's, it, sometimes it, i'll say it sometimes it does certainly it does it, it right it has less of an effect on us perhaps. yes for sure but um uh but yeah I, I am interested to see sort of as especially like you know tiff has the reputation as the people's festival their whole their whole pre-roll ad was all like was all about like how great tiff audiences are that sort of thing um like they they really pride themselves on that and like yeah sort of i will say about... maybe pertaining to like my thoughts on the american fiction crowd i will say Corey jefferson did butter them up for a while before sure. the screening so I, that yeah. is a, a disclosure i'll have to give it up sure 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 uh that and also that he was still there on like friday yeah. or saturday or whatever it was uh the second weekend of the festival but it was weird that uh, like when he gave his he was uh, in it to win he, it but when he gave his like people's choice like award speech he did it over zoom so i guess he was like there till like friday but then left before sunday he didn't want to jinx I, it. I would like if I guess he didn't want to jinx it. If I was a tip person, I was like, hey, maybe you could stay. Right. Yeah. But uh Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is a larger like obvious yeah. like everything is a larger thing where it's just like purchasing things online is a thing that has become sort of a hassle in every right. medium and everything. Like yeah. sort of Absolutely. recently. Like so I don't know that. I think in some ways, like interest in like film festivals has increased, but I also think it's just like post-pandemic interest in going to things generally has increased to a level sure. where buying tickets for stuff is right. And well, nightmare. also right, we also did see like yeah, when like when you saw Boy and the Heron, right? Like it was like the reseller, the reselling market had failed on that one, and there were like a lot of empty seats that had to that were filled by the rush line or whatever. Um, yeah. So like yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff I guess in terms of how that's going to evolve going forward. And I do th- right, it is the larger conversation of like yeah, supply and demand online and people wanting to get rich quick off of tickets to things or whatever. Like it's all all these things intersecting. Um, but enough about dumb money. Hey, in theaters now. Is it? Uh, I think I, it, it is coming is, out within I, like I, a I week think or so. I think it's in limited. Re- I don't know. Yeah, it's very, very yeah, soon. It'll be out before the end of the month. Um, yeah. Pass on that one. We talk about often what movies we decide that we're not going to watch throughout a year. Uh, famously, Andy passed on Liquor's Pizza in 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we have last year that get passed? Oh, I didn't watch uh, the Cronenberg. <laughs> right. You never saw that's Yeah. Well, one of mine this year is going to be Dumb Money. <laughs> yeah. It's almost sad about I. This is almost crazy to say, but Andy, I do think you could have found an end to that Cronenberg. That Cronenberg is not. It's a very like, interesting movie. That movie's a, that movie's a lot of just people sitting around having like weird, sad conversation, and then occasionally something kind of gross happens. Sure. And uh, also, I mean, great movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's truly, the movie this decade I have thought about the most is Crimes of the Future. It is maybe. Of any movie I have seen since the beginning of 2020, I think Crimes of the Future is the one that has the most interesting thing to say. About the modern world. <laughs> About just like everything. I truly sure. do. That I truly will stand. It's not my favorite movie, but it, I do think it is the most like interesting conversation with just how things are that anybody has put up. But enough about Crimes. I guess Toronto legend or like yeah, Canadian legend David Cronenberg. Um, did his short did his his short played at Venice was that where that played? I believe it was it, at a it, museum. Or, or okay, it's it's or playing it was... in New York. 
That's what playing it is. New York. Okay, it's playing. And like, it's paired. The paired with Agro Drift, maybe it's something like that because well, it's like a three. Sure. It's like a three minute. It's short. Very short. Yes. I've yeah. 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 Um, speaking of short, do you want to talk about Git for a little bit, or do you want to say that as a special presentation? I'm almost. This is like too. We shouldn't be doing this on the podcast. I'm almost like. Should we just like do that as an episode? But it's maybe that maybe would be a terrible episode because it's like twenty five different things that w- might yeah. not add up to anything. But I think should we just talk about? Let's just talk about some Gantt shorts. Yeah, have you seen any of these yet, Andy? No. So the Gantt Film Festival, so the film festival co- in Gantt. What what country is Gantt in, Colin? Andy, why put me on the spot like this? Uh, Andy, uh, what country, Andy, what country is Genton? Genton, uh, I believe. I know it, where it is, so I'm. I am. Uh, just, it, I am just, um, is it in Germany? Or, Colin, it's not in Germany. I know that. Okay, great. Can I make another guess? Yeah, keep going. Belgium. It is in That's Belgium. That's it. That is it. <laughs> it began from Yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but that's, they, all um, that's all we have to say. That's all we have to say about that. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they they did this thing where they get twenty five filmmakers and twenty five composers to make twenty five short films of just like a piece of music, and then you're going to direct something for it. And they paired them off, and um, it's all on YouTube. You can watch it on the Film Festival of Ghent's is it up indefinitely? Is it up indefinitely, or is it like? Uh, I don't know about is that. Is there a clock on it? I don't know. If there's a clock. They're just like all on there is like videos. Yeah, so. I think that there, there's a date on the website, but I think that's just like this is when the festival was happening, and you can come watch these in a theater or, or some of them. I think they also said play as pre roll for like movies they're showing. Sure. Um, but they do seem to be on YouTube. Though some of the ones that are announced on their website are not online yet. I will say. Ooh, like which ones? Like the Schrader, um, there's a Schrader Daniel Pemberton one, which I try. It, it is all like listed on the website, and I clicked on it, and it's like it's not available yet. I'm like, come on, I want, I want to watch a, a, a yeah. Paul Schrader Daniel Pemberton short. I only watched a couple of them. I watched like more than half of them. How long I are they? The, I, they're like anywhere from like two to seven minutes or longer. I think like okay. There's a Howard Shore one that I think is like nine minutes long or something like that. Uh, yeah, I say I oh, say the Trinke, are, uh, the the, the uh, yeah the Trinke Lockin one is uh eleven minutes long. Minutes or, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's eleven, but I'll say like ninety percent of them are like shorter than four minutes, and then a yeah. couple of them are longer than that. Um, but I watched the Be Gone one, Shades of or Shards of Moon, twice, and that thing is so good. I mean, he just keeps making these short films. He made the one for Mubi at the beginning of the year or the end of last year. The end of last um, year. And that was also very good. That one, one, I was like, is this the best movie of the year? That other that was short film. Uh, was that's just... how I felt about the the new this one. <laughs> where it's like the shot of the train tunnel and then it turns into the moon. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and then everything else that happens. Um, the shot of the train tunnel, I feel like there's a lot of that in the other short. I'm, I was wondering, like, did he use, did he use some of this footage for that footage for this? Because obviously that, the other one has, like, a lot of train stuff. Um, but yeah, it's gorgeous when it goes into the infrared stuff. It's like yes. so insane. Um, I'm I was, not gonna do well on the pronunciation, but Eugenie Galperin, 
is the composer who's done Happening recently and the Scenes for a Marriage TV show, Beanpole, The Undoing TV show, uh, Loveless from like 2017, that movie Corpus Christi. <laughs> Beanpole. Yeah, Beanpole. Uh, there's I watched the Helena Whitman one, The Swell, which that I thought one, was good. Oh, uh, that one I love, but that's just like one. It's like two shots, but I'm yeah. those two shots. I'm like these are the two best shots I've ever seen in my life. It it does look very good. You got to see Human Flowers of Flesh. That movie's like I need to watch full, it. I, I like truly, I truly best looking images. <laughs> I truly asked a friend and was like, "Oh, do you have Human Flowers of Flesh?" Like right after I saw it, because I'm like, "Oh, I need to watch this." But so I will watch this. I will watch Human Flowers of Flesh soon. Um, then there's I don't know how to pronounce it. Greetings from Krinyasi, the Radu Jude. Oh, that one's so. Which is hilarious. <laughs> Which is him explaining that, like, if yeah, him, him explaining the concept of the thing, where it's just like, here's some shots of my local Romania. Uh, I'm so glad that it's the Ghent Film Festival's 50th anniversary, which I don't know if we explained that that's part of it. There, where they sure, got 25 yes. filmmakers and 25 composers because it's their 50th anniversary, yeah. and the theme of the film festival this year is music, which is like interesting that they have a theme. That's cool. Sure, yeah. Um, and it's like. Yeah, very excited for the 50th anniversary of the Ghent Film Festival. It's a good film festival. As part of this, I got this piece of music from uh, Eiko. What's the name of the uh, composer? Shigeru Umabashi. Umabayashi san. Um, it was such a great piece of music that I'm not going to soil it with my images. And then it just goes to black and it plays black the screen. music. <laughs> it starts playing the song. And it's like, that's hilarious. And then there's five other things that happened that made me laugh out loud yeah and it's a great piece of music to it's hear. great yeah it's awesome to listen to yeah that one is Col- colin i think you did a good job uh just watching some of them because after i watched some of them and then i decided to like watch all almost all of them and i was like some of these aren't as good as the others some of these don't aren't cooking like the other ones but yeah, i'll I shout out some of some other good ones uh, another good one. I thought the the Jia Junko one was really good. Out of Jungle. the Jia Junko one is so good. I really love that. That one was another one where I'm like, I just need to watch nine Jia Junko movies yeah. right now. Like the, this yeah. stuff is so good. That's just like shots of uh, just people around China doing stuff, and that that was just like great stuff. Yeah, uh, Teresa Barroso uh, composed that one. I yeah. watched uh, My Fear in My Arms, which was the Ildiko and Yeti one with uh, the Colin Stetson score, which I thought was like, okay. It's just like, you know, uh, a guy and a dog. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the Gabriel Jared, Joao Pedro Rodriguez one? No, I did not. I that one's to. really good. That one's like yeah. he it's sort of he sort of just has like normal Joao Pedro Rodriguez type footage. It's like very gorgeous, like 16 millimeter like photography type stuff. But he like edits it to the rhythm of it. And yeah. it's called I think it's called Tempo, I think is what it's called. Is the what he called the short. And it's like so interesting. It's so fun. Let me try and shout out other ones I like. The one I liked by people I had no idea about was um so the composer is Daniel Hart, which I have heard of because he's uh, sure. he w- works with uh, David Lowry. Mm-hmm. 
And then the directors are like Vanis Vounspowen and Paul de Plecker, who are like these two Belgian shorts directors. And it's just sort of like this gorgeous, almost like singing in the rain style riff, but like it's like not musically, but it just like has, it's just like a guy struggling with the rain in these like very gorgeous shots in this very minimalistic way. And I thought that was very cool. People should watch that. Um, I think Colin, we haven't talked about the Terrence Davies one. That Terrence is Terrence Davies one's great. It's that is like shot. almost made me cry. Truly, it's so good. It is truly it's just like, a static shot of Terrence while Terrence Davies read the poem while music plays in the background. But that's yeah. just like such good stuff. And it's yeah. I mean it's beautiful. It's just it's one of those things. It's like I mean <coughs> the. The Be Gone, the Radu Jude, and the Terrence Davies were my three that like really stood out. Where I was like, this is like some of the best stuff that I've seen all year in terms of just like pure like artistry, I guess. And it's yeah. it, it's similar to like you. Th- I think of like Last Things in the same sort of breath. It's like yeah. people just making pure art, and I can yeah. see it. It's awesome. <laughs> The so Howard when, Shore like, one. Oh, I, have, I I didn't watch. I, I I I sort of just like I was like I'll get to it. Who's the director on that? The Howard Shore one is directed by I think these are also like short filmmakers. Um, uh, Anthony and T and Chingiz Karibakov. Um, I don't I don't really know this much about them. I think they're just like Gent film festival type guys that one is like it's like all right it's a it's a sort of one of the it's a sort of style of these that i like less since colin watch less of these he's not but some of these are just like oh we're gonna make like a story yes like short film and those are like less it's like two narratives so it doesn't fully work i think that one is one of the better ones of those sure where it's like it's it doesn't bog get bogged down too much by being a narrative I also sort of had the same feeling about these as I do with music videos. When whenever there's a part of a music video that's like doesn't have the music on it, I'm like, "You're cheating! Stop!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. The part uh, in the Heartbreaker music video where Mariah Carey has to fight herself in the yeah. movie theater bathroom. I'm trying to figure out if there's one more that I like liked enough to shout out, but I don't think so. I think we got around to. All of them. Uh, Gent Film Festival, please put the Daniel Pemberton and Paul Schrader one I mean, online. Yeah, I, I would I really like to watch that. But truly, I mean, just like click around to the people that you like and then yeah. look, look at any other one that seems interesting like Amelia. Did. Yeah. Similar yeah. Thing. Look at any one that seems interesting. It's like, yeah, there's three minutes long. It's like truly like you a scroll freaking YouTube shorts for that long. Get some culture. I won't. <laughs> Should we move I mean, on to special yeah. presentations? We should move on to special Go to, I think, go to the Ghent Film Festival YouTube channel and just find them. They're all there and they're all interesting. Yeah. Film Festival Ghent, I think, researchable. Yeah, I would say, like, like Colin, I was like, this is the most energizing thing I've seen all year, I think, where I'm just like, you know what? Sometimes movies can just be like three minutes of interesting images with some music on it and you can just like and truly feel something and it's valid and you can be like, it truly, very rarely am I like, Oh, I should like make a movie or whatever, because I'm like I'm not. I wouldn't be good at it, and I'm, and I have very little 
drive in general in my life. But watching these, I was like, you know what? It is truly just beautiful to see your surroundings sometimes. It truly just uh, makes you appreciate the space around you. Literally. <laughs> With that special presentations. I saw a TikTok. I don't really watch TikTok, but I saw one where someone edited like a fan cam basically of School of Rock to Father Stretch My Hands. And I was like, this is maybe the most for you, the for you page has ever been, where it's too much of things that I enjoy and I don't want to look at it. Uh, but that's my special presentation because I saw it and I was like, they kind of did an awesome job. Andy Emilio? Um, I just saw Tu Wang Fu thanks to you, Julie Newmar, for the first time. That movie's charming. Right. Hey, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Sorry. Uh, that movie's charming. I liked it a lot. It's a fun time. Swayze, Snipes, Leguizamo. Where can you really go wrong? Arliss Howard. <coughs> yeah. Arliss Howard. The guy from Days and Confused, whose name I always forget. But I like him in Days and Confused, and I rarely see him in other movies. Matthew Colin the no, the who's not Matthew McConaughey. Who's the main guy in Days and Confused? Oh, Jason London. Yeah, Jason London. He's in it. He's funny in it. You gotta uh, watch Mallrats, unless that's his brother, and I forget. I don't know. Never seen Mallrats. Uh, but yeah, that's a good movie. People should watch it. It's fun. And uh, I got um my uh, a new COVID shot and a flu shot today. And so my special presentation is that everyone should uh, schedule that for yourself as soon as possible. Uh, obviously, COVID's you, back. Yeah, COVID's back in a big way. Obviously, if you've recently Everyone's had it, it, you need to wait like a couple of months before you get the new COVID shot. But those just came out within the last week or so. Uh, but get your flu shot as soon as possible. Uh, you know, it's always. I guess. I guess you're. They say like maybe wait a little while for the flu shot, but uh, you know, make an appointment for both of those things. Have it on your mind. Make a point of doing it. It helps keep everyone healthier. It helps keep you healthier, uh, and uh, you get to uh, make feel sorry for yourself by having a sore, sore arm for a little bit, and so you can be like, "Hey, my arm's a little sore. I'm not, yeah, I'm not feeling so great, or whatever." Yeah. And then maybe it's order in tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. One hundred percent. Arm's a little tired. Yeah. I guess we're doing pizza for dinner. <laughs> right. You, you, no one you, bumped me. You nailed it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my special presentation. Well. All of our links are in the description. And we'll release our audience. Bye.